The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love. But our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom, is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. All right. Welcome to Finding Freedom Podcast. Have a wonderful guest today, Robert Lee out of California, Central Valley. Robert, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you. Uh, very, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. I actually follow your your podcast a lot too. So finally I'm here. <laughs> good, good. Well, and just so everybody knows, one of the ways I pick my guests is I try to find people that are very interesting. And Robert always has like an interesting life. Facebook, like it's a good reality TV show if you want to follow Robert Lee on Facebook. But and but they're also doing something really good. And they've been turning a lot of heads in in California because it, it is a tougher market um, for a lot of people and they're making it look easy. So wanted to talk a little bit about that and go over a lot of topics, but for people that don't know you, Robert, give us a little, a little bio, a little short clip. Uh, where to start? Uh, and sales in general, or what, what do you want me to talk about? Well, uh, let, let's talk about your, yeah. How'd you get involved with sales and solar? Let's start with that. Um, well, I, funny story. Um, you know, I, I got out of college uh, back in 2012 and I was hoping to, you know, with a, with a business degree, I was hoping to get a good hourly wage job, but uh, nobody wanted to hire because of no experience. And so I, I had a choice because my wife was working two jobs at the time and we, you know, we're, we needed money. And so I forced myself into getting into sales back in 2012 and uh, I started selling house phones, believe it or not. You know, it's crazy to talk about my life story of how I got to where I'm at today. Um, I could go on for days about it. Uh, I, I started selling household and varnish back in 2012 to 13. And uh, I, it turned out I was a natural when it came to sales. I was great at it. And then, uh, you know, I, I jumped to something that I wanted to go straight commission, pay more money, and I got to satellite doing selling direct TV. So I did that for a year, made really good money. But the one thing that I hated was the grind never stops, right? Like we're in a door-to-door -door industry. So, you know, you're, you're constantly knocking on doors over 400 houses a day. You know, I signed up a lot of customers on a daily basis, but I never had the time to spend with my family or the actual time to actually spend my money, right? And so that ultimately kind of led me looking into solar uh, back in 2014. So that's when I got to solar and uh, I started looking more into it. The, the industry was, it, it kind of piqued my interest. You okay. know? So I started looking into it and uh, I got referred to a company who was a startup at that time called Infinity Energy. And, uh, you know, they were a mom and pop shop at the time and uh, they brought me on board and I was hungry. I was hungry for success. I, I had to prove myself and uh, I did really well for them in Fresno area, you know, and, and look at them today. They're, they're a big company and now I'm, 
Now I'm uh, David fighting against Goliath, trying to come back in the industry and compete against all these big guys that I helped build up. So, you know, it's going to be interesting in the next few years to keep up with Charles W and see where we're at. So. Yeah, so Vaughn, Vaughnage, that's like satellite commissions aren't very good. So Vonage commissions must have been really low. Like, were you like yeah. your Vonage or what, what, like, what was that? Oh, so Vonage, we worked out inside of Walmart. So believe it or not, in 2012, they only paid nine bucks an hour. And then there's like a commission tier for it, right? So okay. if you max out your commission tier, you get 25 bucks per sale, right? And my very first day, I sold three house phones. It was like super easy. So I was like, whoa, like this is nothing. And then from there on, I was selling over 30 house homes a week. So my very first paycheck, I made $3,000, right? So believe it or not, like today, 3,000 is like, wow, that's like $3,000 chunk change. But during that time, college, no job. I was living in an apartment. My wife was working two jobs. Like $3,000 was game changing for me. You know, so I, you know, I started hustling. I was selling 30, over 30 house homes a, a week. I was making over $3,000 uh, per month. And that's when I, it helped me build my, uh, my confidence, yeah. right? And you might, you might say DirecTV pay was not that, that good. And you're right, it wasn't. I was only getting $140 per sale. But the thing that was very lucrative for me was I was a go-getter. I was selling four to eight accounts per day. I was working six, seven days a week. And I was working 12-hour days. So, like, I literally was just grinding. And I was making, like, it was really good money for DirecTV. I'm not going to lie. You know, making over, I, I was going from making 3000 a month to making 3000 a week. So, so what's the pitch for Vonage? Like, walk me through that. I, right. <laughs> you're in Walmart. Like, how does that work? So, uh, the, the, and this is like, this is me. This is why a lot of people didn't really su uh, succeed in selling bondage. Like I was a go-getter, right? So I spoke with anybody that walked past me. I'll follow them throughout the store. I'll help them look for products that they're looking for. And just like having that conversation, you know? So like, it, it, it's crazy just thinking back to when I was doing all of that, you know? And like, I'm, I'm a, Anybody that I talk to, I bring a lot of energy, you know? So I, I like to say that people love having a conversation with me, whether they want to buy my product or not. And that's what kind of led me to understand, dude, these guys are not buying households for me because they want it. They're buying it because they like me and they're doing it really to help me, right? And so I, you know, and that's what kind of led me to understand, like, dude, in sales, you have to focus a lot in report. These customers have to like you and then they have to understand the product and it has to benefit them. And at the end of the day, they'll go with you. You know, I'm not the only person who is selling bondage, right? So what do I have to do for them to buy from me rather than buy from a different bondage representative? Why didn't they just call bondage directly and buy from bondage? You know, they buy from me because they like me, you yeah. know, I just sell myself. So, so what's the transition? You're like, you're talking, you're like, learn about their kids, their family. And then you're like, they're like, Hey, I see that bondage thing. Tell me about it. And then you just kind of just drop, yeah. drop the ball. So, so bondage was a VOIP, right? It was a voice yeah, over internet sure. protocol. Yeah. So, you know, during that time, uh, when 
cell phone, during that time, cell phones was not unlimited long distance calling, right? You yeah. still have the after 7 p.m. that you get free rollover minutes. So, you know, I'll have a lot of like, you know, it was big in the, in the Indian and the Hispanic uh, area where they all want to call family in Mexico. They want to call family in India. So bonders was the cheapest route to do that, right? Yeah. It was cheaper than them buying calling cards to call to Mexico. So, and, and not only that, the product was free. We gave them free house phones. All that to pay was a, was a service, right? So it was, the product sold itself. Just the same way as someone does right now, where it sells itself. Okay, so, and then you went and did, you did Dish, and that was, that was so you went from Walmart to door to door. Was there any like, I mean, you hustled a ton, but it did, but it did come pretty naturally to you, or was it like a little rough at first? No, so so door to door was new to me, but you know at the end of the day, like it it was natural for me. You know, like I was like, you know, I gotta make money. So whatever the job is, whatever how much dirt I gotta grind through, I'm gonna do it. You know, like just had to be go get it. I had to drive. Like I was hungry for success. You know, and I, I want to make more money than what I was currently making. You know, I want to keep learning and knowing more industries that was gonna make more money than what I was currently doing, which was selling house phones. So when I got into DirecTV, like, I had to learn everything myself. I had nobody to train me, you know? So just like how I started my business, I had nobody to, to tell me what I had to do. I just went out and researched it and learned it and started it, you know? And um, that's the reality of life is without a mentor, Nobody's going to tell you how to be successful. You just got to go out and do it yourself. And that's what I did. Nice. Nice. Um, do you have any crazy? So I, I, I have some crazy like door to door stories. I don't have very many crazy in home stories. Do you have any crazy door? Like when you're on the doors, people do crazy stuff, especially selling TV because you're banging through so many doors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it is crazy. There are certain doors too where like when you knock on doors and the homeowner looks kind of scary, and it's like, I'd rather, than, I'd rather, it's like, they buy you into the home, it's like, I'd rather not go in, you know, like, let's just do it at the door, you know, so it's like, you know, sometimes I get that vibe with that gut feeling, it's like, it just doesn't seem right, yeah. I'd rather not go inside the, inside the house, too, you know, so wow. it's, uh, door to door is, you know, it's, it's a scary thing, too, you know, it's, it's scary for clients where they don't know us, they're inviting strangers to their home, and vice versa. We don't know if they're a serial killer or not. What if they, we go inside their house and we never come out, you know? So it's a, it's, it's a very scary industry at, at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, yeah. I had this one dude, he was like, he asked the, have you seen like Lord of the Rings? What is it? Have you seen Lord of the Rings? Yes, I have seen. There's like that I, one I, dude that like, to, seduces the king and makes them all evil. The guy's got like that rotten black teeth. Yeah, yeah. I answered a door and the guy looked just like that. Like oh, long man. hair, like rotten black teeth. And I, dude, I just was like, I went to his house and it was, he had like guns and Coke cans and cigarette butts, like hoarding those three things. Yeah, you know. That, I was like, never going back. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, like no offense, right? But it's like for our personal safety, we're not going back. Yeah. No matter how much we want to sell, right? Sometimes yeah. some sell just not worth it. Yeah. And he was like, 
he like owned the house, but it was his mom's house, and they wouldn't, but they like they wouldn't give him full ownership of it because I think they thought he like murdered his mom. Shoot, it was, it was weird, dude. That was like that was like two years ago. Um, anyway, so if you have any random stories that pop up while we're talking, it's always so, fun to hear. Like random then, another crazy story was, uh, yeah, no. So I have another crazy story. So I was uh, knocking uh, a few years ago when I was still doing satellite. I was knocking in um, in Clovis, right? And I ran to a customer. I, I've always been a guy that I take no for an answer, right? So when you tell me no, you're not interested, I'd love to dig into why you're not interested, right? And I think I might have went too much on this client where she just wasn't having it, and uh, and she called the cops on me, uh-huh. right? She called the cops on me. I didn't know. As I went down the street, knocking on a few more doors through the neighbors, and I, you know, I'm very respectful. I'm very, you know, easygoing. And when the cops came, they're like, "Hey, that cut." Uh, they they stopped me on the sidewalk. They're like, "Hey, that that home over there called the cops, saying that you're disturbing her." And blah blah blah. I was like, "Hey, you know, I." It's mob. I do door to door for a living. You know, I had my badge, and and uh, they could scan my badge. I was licensed to canvas and Clovis and stuff like that. And they even like you know background check me, making sure that you know I'm I'm not you know <laughs> someone was there to try to uh, up to no good or whatnot you know. And I was like, you know, you can talk to all the other neighbors. I'm very respectful. Just you know, it just I don't know what it was with that cousin why she's mad, but you know, if you want me to get out of the get out of the territory, I'll get out of the territory. You know, so they're like, no, you're good. You know, just we just want to make sure that you know you weren't here to harm anybody or whatnot. They kind of let me go my day. But uh, that's the only time and the first time ever that anybody's ever called the cops on me, uh, door knocking, you know. So I was I was quite surprised and shocked that she did that. So yeah, that's that's good to go that many years without getting. I, I know some people who get it like all the time, and I they must be doing something wrong because I've only had it like I think I've only had the cops call me twice, and uh, <laughs> it was it was both like. One of them was, I didn't even knock on the door. The lady just saw me walking down the street. She called on me. Um, anyway, so the, okay, so you went to solar. And how long have you been in solar? For, like, when, when did you start solar? Kind of take me through your journey in solar. So uh, in, um, in 2014, I was basically trying to end my career in DirecTV, again, to solar. So uh, I started searching around. It was funny because, I was posting job ads on Craigslist to recruit people for DirecTV, right? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, a lot of solar companies started uh, looking at my contact on my uh, job posting and try to recruit me. Oh. Yeah, so so I, I started having a ton of companies try to recruit me. So uh, so I decided, like, you know what? I need to start looking into solar. And I decided to reached out to one of my friends named Christian Macias. So he was already doing solar. He was working for Solar City at the time. And I want to know more about solar. So I called him in, uh, this was back in 2014 in July. So I, uh, it was in the summer, you know, best time for canvassing. And I was like, hey, you know, how's solar going for you? Uh, where are you at now? And um, I'm thinking about getting into solar. So he referred me over to Infinity Energy, which during that time, uh, the, the one of the owners, uh, for the sales side, his name was Cameron Kelly, right? Uh, I met I met with him at uh, what's that place uh, called uh, Cheesecake Factory. My very first time I met Cameron at Cheesecake Factory, 
Like I liked everything about the guy. You know, he he I enjoyed my time talking to him. He was very knowledgeable. He he got me to understand solar a lot more. And uh it, it was just something about him that it just made me like this is the guy that I wanna work for, right? Like it was just something special about him. Um uh, uh, and so I literally just up and quit a job that I was making two, three thousand dollars a week into an industry that I knew nothing about, but hopefully I'll be successful. Right? So so I got on board with Infinity um uh, towards the end of July. And I had nobody to teach me solar. I was like, I knew how to door knock. All I had to do is learn the product, right? And so my very first month in uh, door knocking for solar, it was a disaster. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was good at door knocking, so I was setting appointments, but I couldn't close any solar deal. So, so one week went, along two weeks along and third week along I went three weeks of of no paycheck no money right and, and so I was saying a ton of points but I couldn't close any deals so I was not making no paycheck uh considering that I was used to getting paid weekly for direct TV and my wife was like dude just forget about solar and go back to direct TV we need money right so I was like you know what let me let me Finish my last week. If I fail, I'll quit solar for good. So I contact Christian and I was like, hey Christian, I have a ton of appointments, but I just can't seem to close these deals. Can you go with me to one of my appointments and show me how it's done? So so Christian goes with me to one of my appointments and literally I'm just there sitting down, silent, just listening to how he presents. Right? I'm the kind of guy that if I watch you do it once, I could recreate my own and perfect it to my own way. So my fourth week, I set six appointments, okay? And um, I set six appointments, and he goes with me to my very first appointment, and we closed the deal. My very first deal in Seoul. He closed the, we closed the deal, and after that, the next five deals throughout that week, I created my own uh, presentation on how I present and I closed every single deal. So my very, my fourth week, I closed six deals and made a ton of money, right? And that's what saved me in solar, you know? Uh, so shout out to Christian Macias. You literally saved me in solar. You're the reason why I stuck to it and I didn't give up and I, I had success since then on. After that six deals I closed, Every single week, not only did I manage payroll, I managed training, I managed recruiting, I managed so many permits. Like I did everything for the company. And along the same time, I was door knocking and I was selling four to eight accounts a week by myself when I started in 2014. And that's kind of how we, we had so much success in a five month period for, for Infinity. You know, so, and that, that's what kind of how I built my reputation, my name uh, in the solar industry, you know, yeah. 2014 up yeah, to it's, today. It's funny how, like, I talk with people, like, well, and 
I, I, I don't want to like detract from any, anybody's success because success means different things to different people. But yeah, I mean, those yeah. early days of solar, like those first early days, like I remember the numbers that we were throwing down was like nuts. Like, I mean, if you weren't doing at least four sales a week, you weren't like up to snuff, you know? And, and again, that was like a PPA release. Um, but nowadays, like yeah, some people are like, just not for you, right? Yeah. Nowadays it's like, well, again, with a loan, it's a little different product. I, I, if I have a rep selling four deals a month consistently, I'm like, you're good, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, like when I, when I left uh, Infinity, uh, I went through it all, right? I went to being an in-house rep to becoming a dealer, to being a VP of sales uh, for other companies and uh, going back to being a dealer and making a ton of money. Like I, before I went back to start my own company now, uh, I went to be a dealer instead because I was like, I needed money. Money is what is going to help me grow my business. So I went to go become a dealer for a company called Cubics Energy. Uh, I love the owners there to death. They've done so much for me. Uh, in my six years of being in business or in solar in general, Cubics Energy has been the, the best company that I've encountered. Uh, by far. So shout out to Tyler Pinder, uh, Josh, uh, I believe his last name is Butt. So Josh Butt and uh, Mark Oig. Mark Oig, you know, for the three of them, they, they've done a lot for me. And even then too, without them, I wouldn't have been able to start my own company as well. So, you know, uh, they, they've done cr uh, very great things for me. Um, you know, and I went back to the, to the, to the, uh, to the field and literally just went back and grinding and, even like last year, 2019, I went back. I was still doing, you know, two, three, four accounts per week personally myself and uh, made really good money for myself to where uh, I was able to go in the past, literally the past six, seven months, I went six, seven months of no paycheck and just focused on getting my process together, how to get my company going, you know? So... So, uh, you know, thanks to all the money that I made with Cubics that allowed me to keep up with my bills and to be able to, to uh, buy a new house, right? So I'm currently escrow right now and I should be getting my keys in, in two weeks and I'm super excited about that. And I would never be able to do that without Cubics too. So, you know, being able to move into a new house and starting my business and not receive a paycheck yet is, is, a, is a very good feeling. Yeah, yeah. So, so like you mentioned that grind and getting on the doors and you know, I, I, every week, probably five to six times a week. Now lately I get calls from reps in Vegas and mass and California and they're, they're, they're new reps. They're complaining. Like, how do you be successful in the doors? Do you have any, and I, I'm pretty sure why they're not, but like what for those reps that call or they're out there wondering, and I know they listen to this podcast. What, what's no, your advice? Uh, well, thing that makes me successful to where a lot my, my advice to it where I, I speak from uh, from my experience right the, the experience of why i felt like why i was successful and where others weren't was like i'm very passionate in what i do uh i love what i do i love my job and i love meeting new people daily like it's just i love to network with my clients uh i go i really go out of my ways for my clients whether it's for soul or other personal issues right that like i i do more than what most people would do for their clients i go above and beyond my wife complains to me all the time 
she 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 lectures me like you're so stupid why do you do so much for your clients like well it's because i care right like i i care i want my clients to understand that i care you know like it's just i'm a very big open heart guy i'm not just in solar for for the money i'm i'm also in it for because i treat it as a career you know i'm, I'm very black and white with everything um i treat solar as a career and not a job I think that's where a lot of people fail is that uh, they treat this as a job and you know they, they don't care about the industry. All they care about is making money and if they screw customers over or they screw themselves, their reputation in the industry, they jump into the next yeah. industry, whether it's selling cars, selling real estate, like you know, like they need to know that this is this is their bread and butter, this is their career, their only income, their only source of income. Right, and they have to have their why. Like what I tell people all the time, like have your why. You know, every day you wake up, know your why. Why do you get up every morning? Why do you work hard daily? You know, why do you got be, and why do you want to be number one? I'm I'm very competitive growing up, and I implement that skill set into my career. Yeah. So when you when you're every company for in the past, my first question to the owners is. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. No, like to me, it's like every company I've ever worked for in the past, my very first question is, who's your top sales rep? What is their record? What do I got to do to beat their record? And quite frankly, every company I've ever worked for, I became number one quite quickly. I, I was working for RBD Connect, uh, selling house phones. And let's say uh, in five month period, I became a top two sales rep in the entire organization nationwide. When I left and I went to work for uh, SIP selling, selling Direct TV, I became the top sales uh, rep and sales manager in the entire company. When I went to uh, uh, do solar, I was working for Infinity. Our office was doing 95% of the volume for the entire company. You know, like I've always strived to be number one no matter what. And if you're not doing that, You're never going to be successful. You're always going to be where you're at. You're always going to be blaming people for why you're not successful. You know, so know your why, why you do it. So when you grind, let me, let me ask you this too. When, when you say grind and you're actually on the doors full time, not that you do it a ton right now because you have other responsibilities, but what, what's, what do you define as a grind? Like when do you start? When do you stop? So the, the, for me, the biggest difference is that I have family, right? I have five, mm -hmm. I have five wonderful boys who I cherish and love very much. And, um, you know, every morning, seven in the morning, I drop my three older boys to school, like what I did today. And after that, my two younger ones, because I have a 10, a seven and a five-year-old, I drop them off to school. And then my three-year-old and my one-year-old, I drop them off to my mom's, uh, my mom's house to babysit my kids. So I'm up at seven in the morning. And then, and then I, you know, it takes me, uh, uh, you know, I will, like just getting them prep for school, drop them off and drop them to my mom. I'll be ready at like nine o'clock, right? And then I go grind out the doors at nine o'clock. I go knock, I go send an appointment, you know, do follow-ups, whatever they gotta do throughout the day, right? And then after that, like I, I literally door knock all day long. And I don't get home until nine or 10 at night, you know? Like when I was working with Benny, I was basically grinding so much six, seven days a week to the point where it's almost like my wife wanted to leave me because I put work above all else, you know? And um, 
it, it taught me a lot of uh, core values that, uh, you know, family comes first. Always got to set a schedule um, to where you have time for family yeah. and time for work. Yeah. And even today, right? Like my, my schedule now is the same thing every day. I get up in the morning, get my kids ready. After I'm done dropping my kids off, I get on a, a partner conference call with my partners. We talk about what happened yesterday, what we could do today to improve what, what we're currently doing, where all of our jobs at, what can we do to, uh, to fulfill them quicker for our dealers, uh, how can we get it to be better, right? I was working on our process, how to make it move to the next level, you know? So it's, uh, and, you know, like even then now too, uh, I have dealers who, who, are st who still needs help. And I go out of my ways to go sit with them in their appointments to, uh, to train them on how to be better. Right, like, what other company can you go work for and have an owner who's so passionate about helping you be successful? And the reason why I do it is I want to make sure that my dealers are being honest to my clients. Right, I don't want to be a company who's on Yelp or social media or on B, uh, BBB that we do bad business that we're we're lying to our customers. You know, so you know what's best to to know the customer retention other than actually physically being there, right? So I'm always on the phone daily. My phone today was, you know, I'm always putting out fire and, and, uh, and you know, always having to cater to a lot of people. So, you know, when I get home at seven or eight at night uh, from working all day, I try to spend time with my kids before they go to sleep because school, school the next day. I try to spend as much time as I can with my wife uh, and even even then, sometimes work follows me home. You know, deals will be calling me at night, uh, and I have to take care of a lot of stuff. And you know, and I, I'm quite fortunate enough that you know, sometimes my wife put up with this, sometimes she don't. You know, so it, it really just I'm trying to juggle everything at yeah. the same time, and yeah. it, it gets difficult at times. But you know, it's just the more you get knocked down, it's all about how much you get up and and. Uh, uh, and make you stronger. So yeah. I, I take everything into a positive reinforcement to, to never put myself down. Yeah. Well, and I like, I like the, and I think that's a perfect answer for everybody that's just getting started in the industry. Cause every single time I talk to someone that's struggling, I ask their work hours and they're, they're knocking from like three to six, three to seven. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like when you first start, like, if you're a doctor and you're in a residency, they're going to work you a hundred hours freaking a week. Yeah. You know, no, like grow up, you know, like. You know, work. the biggest issue about people that go shadow me is that I have a lot of experience now. Right. So like Tony, for example, when we first met and he went shadowing me, he was amazed because I will knock less than one or two hours and I'll get into a door like literally every single day. If I'll just knock one or two hours, I'll get to a door and I'll close that deal exact same day. Yeah. So I, I spent about one to two hours door knocking and then I'll spend about three to five hours in the appointment, right? Yeah. So majority of my time throughout the day, I'm in the client's house, I'm presenting and I close the deal right then and there, right? So, you know, I make sure that everything's transparent. Three hours, three to five hours, I'm able to explain thoroughly everything my clients to understand why it's good for them why they should go solo with me 
right? So, you know, a lot of people, they, they think that they could be in a home for 30 minutes, seal the deal and move on to the next, but that's how you're going to get a lot of cancellations. That's how you're going to prove that you don't care about your customers. You're only looking for the money. You know, you shouldn't look at the money for solar. You should look why you're in it, why you're, why you're in it in the first place. You know, I miss solar. Not for the money. I'm in it to help my clients. I love to help my clients. I, it, it, it's ultimately me trying to put myself out there uh, so that people understand that I'm actually there genuinely. Uh, I'm wholeheartedly there to help them and not there to screw them. You know, um, I, there are those few who, who does do that and they put a bad image, bad name to the solar industry, which makes our life harder. But it just means we just have to work that much harder to prove why we're not like that. Why we're, you know, why why we deserve their business. Yeah, yeah. I remember going through. I was working in South Carolina, and there's this one neighborhood that just had solar like every other house, and like just a few miles down the road, there's another neighborhood, clear cut trees, beautiful neighborhood, same demographic, no solar, and it's yeah. like. And one had a rep or a couple reps actually that were just like really at it, helpful. We get referrals. And the other one had a bunch of setters that went through and just cleaned house, cleaned house, cleaned house. And but they would just like burn through the doors and it left everybody with a bad taste in their mouth. So you have like really identical neighborhoods and one had somewhere that like really had a high degree of professionalism and the other had the same yeah. amount of door knocks. It just had a bunch of people that just didn't care. You know, yeah, destroy yeah. that area for everybody. I remember knocking that that the doors, and everybody was just like hateful. You know, it was crazy. No, well, my biggest thing that I tell a lot of people is that if you're closing a a customer, if you're if their neighbors around them are homeowners, and you're not able to close those neighbors as well, then you're doing something wrong with that homeowner. Because if you build that report strong enough, he will back you up and help you close his neighbors. Yeah. You know, that's. That's the way you work your referrals and your book of business, you know? Um, you know, that's just, that's my thought to help people out there who, who aren't doing that, that can start doing that and grow their business that way. Yeah, yeah. So you dropped this a couple times, but Charged Up is the company you guys are you're running right now. Tell us a little yeah. bit about Charged Up. Tell us about what makes you guys unique and where you're going. Um, so Charged Up, you know, we're, we're a new company, but I was confused. We're new, but not so new, right? In terms that we're a new company, but the experience that we have that comes into it is not new. Like our license holder is a 1994. He's a veteran, <laughs> right? He's a veteran when it comes to uh, construction. Uh, our installs right now, our turnaround, whether, especially here in California, you know, a lot of other companies, they take, you know, one, two, sometimes three to six months. We're doing installs right now within one or two weeks, right? And and for for dealers and salespeople, they understand that when a company is able to put glass on the roof quicker and do a good job, not only do we help them get quicker referrals, but it's more money quicker to the bank, you know. So uh, you know that's the unique part of what we're doing. And quite frankly, I like to believe that. Uh, the idea that I came up with uh, by creating uh, digital marketing campaigns for our dealers, nobody out there is doing it. We have all the top digital marketers out there in the industry right now, 
that's working for us, right? They work for Charged Up. And we know so much right now, we have so much successful rate right now for our digital marketing side that if you work for us, we're gonna create you digital marketing leads that you won't even have to go door knocking anymore. All your phone will be ringing every single day with leads. All you gotta do is call the appointments, set the appointments, close them through our portal, and let us install them within a week or two for you, right? So, you know, if you ask me, what other company can you find out there that will do that for you? Yeah, no, I, I like that because a lot of times people like, Get, see the solar industry they're like oh there's a ton of money but they, they don't understand like the complexity complexities behind that so you guys can say hey well, you're still going to make good money great money but we're going to take some of that complexity out and that those two complexities yeah. are one the lead generation side and two the like headache of an install side because that's yeah. like yeah. that'll that's what i've noticed the biggest time suck. like lead generation does lead to you getting paid dealing with customer service issues like it just prevents you from not getting paid. It's total defense, oh, yeah. not so, offense. I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, you know, I, I don't mention this to my dealers is because I don't want them to uh, take advantage of it, right? Um, <laughs> we, but, I am uh, going to publish this podcast, uh, you know that, right? So if you, if you say it out here, they're going to hear it. <laughs> I, I'll say it here now. What is it? Yeah, no, I know that. Um, you know, but <laughs> it, I, I want to share, um, you know, it's, it's that... Uh, I want to do it is because I've been a sales rep myself and I understand what they need to, what they need in order to be successful. Right. So basically that's why I'm creating what I call a, a, uh, a customer relations liaison. Right. Meaning that, uh, uh, if, if my, uh, dealers or my in-house reps are selling deals through my company and for some reason, if the customer calls in to cancel, Instead of me, what most companies will do is they'll contact the rep or the deal and say, hey, that job canceled, and you guys need to go save it. Huh? To me, I see it as let me help you take care of it. Let me send my liaison to go save the deal for you. And I'm not asking you to pay me for it, but just keep focusing on selling and putting deals through my company, and I'll make sure that I handle the customer retention of your job's not canceling, you know? And that saves them a ton of time. Because, yeah. for example, if I'm door knocking on a day-to-day -day basis, and now I have to go back and save a deal that I closed that canceled, I can't go door knock. I can't go find new leads. I can't go send more appointments, yeah. right? So I want to make it as simple as, as simple as possible for all my salespeople to say, hey, just keep grinding, just keep selling. If they fall off, I'll do whatever in my power to help you save a deal. Right. So, uh, you know, I, obviously companies that might hear what I'm saying now that they might want to take that idea into consideration, but, uh, you know, at least I can say, Hey, I'm the first one who said it. So, you know, you know, and I, to, to tee off of that, Robert, I don't, I think people, companies have had that idea. They just don't do it because they're too lazy. So even if like the idea is out there, I doubt they're going to do you, it. You broke out there, Cody. I didn't hear you. So the, like, even though, you have that idea. I think other companies have had that idea and I don't think they're going to take it because one, they're usually companies that are fulfilling that side or operations companies. They don't know how to save the deal. Um, and two, they're just lazy. Yeah. You know, so like that, that, and that's the different, like people, ideas are cheap. 
execution is like crazy valuable, you know, and that's what you're, you guys are doing is uh, execution, you know? So is there, we're kind of getting towards the end of our time here. What else do you want to, what, what else, what are two bits you got? Um, you know, I, I think people just need to look at, you know, if they get into solar, they need to look at the long-term goal, not the short-term. So they don't come in and um, do shady stuff in the business and make life harder for us who's trying to be here for the long-term. You know, I, I, I started my own company for the long-term to, um, so my, my biggest passion, right, in, in me wanting to build a company was to be able to provide job opportunities for those who were horrible at job interviews, right? Because I used to be horrible at job interviews. And that's why I'm actually shifting my headquarters to Fresno and I'll be hiring a lot of uh, uh, positions in, in Fresno in the near future pretty soon, right? Because, you know, I, I used to be horrible interviews and it's not because I wasn't good for the position or I couldn't perform the task of the position, but it was simply because I just didn't have the experience at the time, you know? Like, and companies always look for experience, but they forget that the people without experience are the ones who doesn't have bad habits. They're more eager to learn, yeah. right? All they need is the opportunity, you know? And I'm very big in family, so you know, I also want to make sure that I build a foundation for my children, my nieces, nephews, my brothers, my family, where they don't have to worry that if they don't have experience, they still come and find a job opportunity with me, right? I want to be able to build an ultimate uh, long-term goal to where I build generational wealth for, for my family to come, you know, in the future. Like majority of my employees right now, my install crew, they're my cousins, but they've been doing install since 2014, you know? My site surveyor is my brother. He's been doing site surveys since 2014. So it's like, I didn't hire them just because they're family, but it's also because they have the skill set, the experience to do it. Right. So it's like, you know, I, I want to be able to say, Hey, you know, I, if I see you and I dissect you, I know that, Hey, you're not uh, very good at talking. You're not good at interviews, but I see that you have potential and quality that I could utilize. I'll hire you. You, you'll work for me, you know? So uh, that's just the ultimate goal, the vision that I have for, for why I started my business. Yeah. Love it. Well, guys, so Charged Up Energy, Robert Lee, they're, they're working out of California. They're also crushing it on leads. You guys can find Robert Lee online. It's L-E-E. -E. And Charged Up is on there. Well, Robert, anything else you want to any, – anything specific you're looking for for people that are like, I like – I'm listening to Robert. I like what he's saying. I want to work with him. How do they reach out to you? Um, I guess the, the easiest way would be uh, contact to Charged Up or – for my personal uh, Facebook, which is Robert Lee, on there you'll see a picture of me on there. Um, do you like if I give out our phone numbers here too? Yeah, what's up, do you? Yeah, they 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 don't scroll, uh, they don't crawl phone numbers on podcasts. If you put that on the thing, <laughs> but yeah, fire no, like, I'm always open to. I, you know, my wife hates it, but I, I love talking on the phone. I love uh, giving advice and knowledge. So you know, if, if you want to know more about how we're Give out leads, how we're uh, uh, working our, our dealer agreements with our current dealers right now who could help your business move on to the next level. Uh, email me at robert dot, uh, roberts at cue.solar or just give me a call directly, which is 559 892 7266. And uh, you know, I would love to, to hear from you guys and 
know more about your insight about the industry and what I can do for you to move on to the next level in your business. Love it, Robert. Appreciate it. And that's a wrap for today.